Okay, so um, so I'm the coordinator, just like bird's eye view for people that are new. Um, so I'm the coordinator of Friends of the Earth's Act on Climate campaign. And over the last five years, Friends of the Earth had two very successful campaigns. So on one hand, we coordinated the campaign to achieve a permanent ban on fracking in Victoria, which is actually incredible. The first state in the country to do so, and it's legislated. And on the other hand, we coordinated the push for a Victorian renewable energy target. That The government agreed to do that. That's also legislated. And it's going to quadruple the amount of renewable energy in the state between now and 2025. And while both of those obviously have a, a climate dimension, climate change wasn't front and centre in those victories. And what we're trying to do with Act on Climate is figure out like how can we actually run a campaign on the problem of climate change and get a win. And, you know, like any campaign, you want to start with like a good bite-sized piece and then build on that momentum and kind of snowball. And what we've done with Act on Climate in the first couple of weeks that we got started back in 2017, we got a call from some friends in the government, in the state government, and they said... We have a bill to strengthen the state's climate laws and to bring them in, into line with the Paris Agreement, but we don't have the votes in the upper house to get it through. So it was kind of like, do you accept the mission? Like, will you, will you go and um, pressure the pollies to get enough votes? And, you know, I think we had five weeks, but we put together a lightning strategy, got out to Portland, got James Purcell on board, got Fiona Patton of the Sex Party on board, and managed to kind of get enough votes to get that bill through. That kind of left us with this question of, you know, we've got really strong climate law, like we've got stronger climate laws in Victoria than elsewhere. You know, what's the logical next step? And we thought, well, it's got to be putting your money where your mouth is. And until you see governments actually investing in climate solutions in the budget, the $60 billion pot of money that they have to spend every year... It's kind of like it is a little bit of a, it's good, but it's, you know, it's not as it's not as kind of rock solid a commitment as we need. So yeah, this idea of can we push for Victoria's first ever climate themed budget? And in the past, we've had budgets focused on dealing with family violence, and that saw 1.9 billion dollars go towards tackling that issue. And we've seen budgets focus on mental health, TAFE and rebuilding the TAFE sector. 
the kind of longer term goal is can we get a Victorian government to make climate the key focus and really invest in the solutions that we need. Everything from renewable energy to protecting communities from the impacts of climate change, which could be bushfires or heat waves or sea level rise. There's a lot to deal with. So in a sense, we've kind of built like the Noah's Ark and we've got like this really cool solution but now we need to make it rain because Noah's Ark doesn't really make much sense unless there's flooding rains. So we're kind of in this position where we're trying to build the community awareness around climate impacts, encouraging a deepening of consciousness around the issue and getting some like good incremental victories that build towards that big giant down payment on climate action. And to do that, um, one of the things that we've done over the last 18 months because we knew that there was an election on November 24, 2018, we did a lot of strategic work in this regional electorate called Ripon. That's where Evan's old man, that's where I met, met him out there, which is cool. Yeah, what we did, we kind of connected with a whole bunch of communities all the way from like Creswick to Ararat and Stall, up to Donald, out to Wedderburn, places that have never seen a climate change campaigner before. And we just started asking people... You know, what are the climate change impacts that you're seeing? What concerns you? Who is most impacted by those consequences? And what can we do about it? And, yeah, that was just like the first stage of building this, this network out in the region. And one of the key successes, we managed to get the Minister for Climate Change in Victoria to announce a $4.3 million grant scheme for climate solutions we saw over 240 communities and local governments put their hat in the ring for that. There was only enough money to support 24 projects. So, you know, we've kind of articulated that there is this demand out there in the community for climate solutions, but there isn't enough money to actually help them all and help them get up off the ground. So, you know, that's like one... That's kind of the context setting for why we need a climate change budget in the long term. And as a stepping stone, we need to see a, a dedicated Victorian Climate Action Fund to help the other 240 projects get cracking. In terms of the Victorian election, you know, we're 19 days away. It really is flying now. It's crazy. And at this stage, we have the Greens who have committed to a climate budget, which is really exciting. So we've got that kind of weight behind us now. The Andrews Labor government, they've done some really good things on renewable energy, but at the same time, we're still waiting for them to put something else on the table for climate. There's only 19 days left. You know, we're running out of time, and so are they, to do that. And lastly, and this is where a lot of our focus is at the moment, we have an opposition, like a Liberal, a liberal Party opposition, that doesn't even have a climate change policy in 2018, you know, it was James Hansen and his testimony in the United States Senate in 1988, like 30 years ago, that put climate change on the on the radar. Brought it up. Yeah, it ele- yeah. It didn't it, like it was known about long before that. Mm. And yeah, it's just mind-boggling that the Liberal Party don't have a policy. Mm. So much of the focus of the collective and the campaign recently has been around. How do we hold them to account for that position? Because we have actually engaged with them in good faith for over three years, nearly four years now, and all of that good faith has been 
uh, disrespected by their bullshit. So yeah, at this point we're we're pretty angry and we've you know we've taken off the gloves and we're like bam bam. <laughs> so yeah, a bit of a report back polling and the betting agencies, the bookies, everyone's putting their money on a Labor victory and the polls are looking very favourable to Dan Andrews being re-elected. You know, obviously, you know, in the age of Trump, every, everyone thought that Hillary had it in the bag and then, you know, Trump just snatched it. In my humble opinion, I don't think that's going to happen here. I think it's very different in Victoria to the United States so yeah, I'm. I would be. Uh, I would be pretty surprised if if Matthew Guy managed to, you know, pull out a victory at this point in time. In terms of our agenda and what we're pushing for, we have had a few really positive achievements over the last few weeks. So we've managed to um, a community for, um, candidates forum in Tarnagala. We managed to get the Labor candidate for Ripon to commit to advocating for a climate action fund. So if she's elected and Dan Andrews is re-elected, we will have a champion in the parliament for that policy, which is really cool. And I think we've emailed our people in about eight or nine seats, encouraging them to go to candidates' forums, to ask some strategic questions about that agenda, to record the answers and get in touch with us. And, yeah, the more candidates that we can get personally committing to that, the better, because... Yeah, in the future government, it just keeps that keeps that momentum building and and increases the likelihood of getting a victory. We also out in Ripon, there was a forum last Wednesday night. Collective member Russell Pierce attended the forum, and he asked a question something like this. So he said, "Do the candidates accept the science of climate change, and what is your party's policy to deal with it?" And um, so, really good question. And the stall times were there live documenting the whole thing. Yeah, Labor obviously said, yeah, climate change is real. You know, the time for debating it has passed. We need to get on with it. The Greens were really positive. Um, But the Liberal, Louise Staley, she said, I agree that it is happening. And just went on this tangent and then said, and this is why it's our policy to scrap the renewable energy target, (laughs) (laughs) which would cut emissions by 16%. Um, So... Scrapping would raise the emissions by 16%. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, I've been working with the Arad advertiser, pitching a story to say, you know... You know, Friends of the Earth are, are calling out this um, MP for a contradictory position because on one hand they accept that it's happening but they actively support policies that make the problem worse. So yeah. fingers crossed for a positive result there. And at this stage in the election campaign, if we can get some press in Ararat on that issue, it will be quite helpful and effective. We've also had some allies up in Euroa, um, the, the Euroa Environment Group, they're really keen to do a couple of ads, newspaper ads, on climate change and you know the need to move away from coal. This is very much a national stronghold. They've just got the fire in the belly. They've got a, they've pulled together a little bit of money to do some ads. So yeah, I'm kind of helping them out on that front, and you know it'll just be a little bit of a surprise factor for the nationals to see some coverage in their heartland around the issue. And there's also the potential to do an event with um, Hepburn Wind because the Hepburn Shire, they're putting together a plan to be zero emissions by 2025, but they need money to finish the plan and to start rolling out that 
that plan of action and they are fully supportive of the idea of having a climate action fund. They see that as a vehicle through which they can get their work off the ground. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to pull it together. Like, it may or may not happen because we are running out of time, but we're hoping to do some sort of press event at the Hepburn Wind Farm and we will invite the politicians to that. So that's kind of like the proactive agenda. In terms of holding the Liberals to account, this Saturday we have our head in the sand action, <laughs> which is going to be very cheeky. So obviously... How many people 121 people have said that they're attending on Facebook. Awesome. Um, but we have... We have... 1,200 people that are interested. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so at this at this at this point, I'm like, holy shit! Like we've struck a chord. Um, but I'm just like, what do we do if we have like 10,000 people rock up? Like, I don't know. Positive, you guys started on time, very, very punctual. Negative, I was late because you guys started on time. Sorry. <laughs> hey, no, it's all right. I, was, I don't normally work on a Monday, but it was. Uh, but a real positive, um, thanks for listening to Kate's interview. That was really cool to see the people that heard it. What happened at the end? Yeah. It cuts off mid-question. What? Really? Yeah. The intro plays twice and it cuts off mid-question. What? You get to... Get to 4330 and just listen. I love a timestamp. You're okay. basically like, yeah. hey, what's the most important thing that you have to say to Australians who want a campaign? I'm like, ha, and then it stops. <laughs> I must have posted the wrong word. Okay, thank you very much. People don't tell me this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, it's right. You have to come back for the next episode. Okay, go, you play that same start. file tomorrow and it'll be fixed. Mm. Thank you very much for that. Okay, so negative, I, I cooked it. So. <laughs> Good. It's, it's still a good podcast. Yeah, thanks. The Climactic Collective. This show is produced by Hear Media, a boutique audio agency in Narm, Melbourne. To learn more and get in touch, head to hearmedia.studio. That's H E R E media.studio. Dot